this week. Thank you for bringing Larry and Lucy back, Lord, to us, safe and sound. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this nation. Thank you for what you're doing in each heart that's here today, Lord. This is the year we draw closer to you. This is the year we get to know who you really are, who Holy Spirit really is for us. And how the Father wants to operate in our lives. Bless each one here today, Lord, and those that can't be with us. One thing they say about calming yourself, you take a deep breath and you let it out slowly. That gets you into a calmness that we need in our life. Because we all need calm. We all need peace. We all need God in our lives. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. We need reminders to wait on God, to hope in Him. When we do, our strength will be renewed. By our own resources, we can never achieve these things. We trust in God, and He produces the confidence and the peace that we need in each one of us. In Jeremiah 17, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. It is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. That is the same with us. We are to be like that tree and allow the roots of ourselves to be rooted into Jesus Christ, into God. If not, we can maybe become a little bit like Charlie Brown. In a moment of reflection after losing a baseball game, he says, when I'm down and out, I lift up my head and shout, I'm down and out. I say that with emphasis because that's the way he would say it. 
I'm down and out. But we should never be down and out because when we are down and out, that means that we don't have the spirituality of Jesus Christ inside of us. The chorus in the song, Holding On to Hope, goes like this. So I'm holding on to hope. When everything around me is out of control, oh, I know, the one who holds my soul will never let me down and will never let me go. So I'm holding on to hope. Charlie Brown needs a little bit of hope in his life, a little bit of God. Likewise with us. Sometimes in our lives, we are in Charlie Brown's shoes, aren't we? Where things are struggling and we need that reassurance from God. But that's the amazing thing about it. We have God in our lives. So as long as we have him, we have nothing to fear. I feel sorry for those who don't have God in their lives. That think that maybe this life is a cosmic accident. That there's no power to go to. Think about that for a moment. How Thankful we are to have a living God on our side. And those people, though, that are struggling in their lives don't have that sense of being. They have nowhere to draw their power from. They have nowhere to draw their faith from. They have nowhere to draw their their strength from. God gives us the strength. And it says in Isaiah 40, 29, He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Those who trust in God are able to find comfort spoken of in the beginning of Isaiah 40, when the prophet says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. We know there is a plan, a grand scheme of things. And when dark days come, understanding that we have the confidence and the strength of God on our side. But we get drawn down by people around us. We get drawn down just simply by watching that picture tube that's in our living room. We watch the evening news and we're burdened as we see hungry children, victims of torture and of war, acts of hatred, and we're left nothing to diminish the raw pain of what's happening around them. If only somehow we could embrace our broken world and give them a sense of peace, knowing that God is on their side as well. We rest and the promise that one day the world will be covered with the knowledge of God and that every wrong will be righted. As it says in Revelation 21.4, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. But how long until that day comes? 
If only it could be today. But until then, we have to grapple with the mystery of the divine providence. Isaiah closes chapter 40 with the words of enormous importance. These are not idle promises, but truths that should bolster our faith. We are waiting in hope for God's salvation. The prophet understands the despair of his countrymen. Some were complaining about God. Others had given up and were resigned to their fate. They were sitting despondent and weeping by the waters of Babylon. In their minds, they're thinking that God no longer cared for them. But see, God never gives up on us. God is always on our side. He will never abandon us. It may seem like he does, but there is a bigger scheme in the plans for us. When we are down and out, Deuteronomy 32, 11 gives us the assurance that God will carry us like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. Now, the eagle is, is one of the most majestic birds that God created. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but they got their two or three babies up in their nests. So it's time for them to fly. So the baby eagle jumps out of the nest and starts flying. Mommy and daddy eagle are keeping an eye on their little baby. If they see that the baby is starting to struggle, they will swoop down and the baby will then rest on their back. And then they will carry their baby eagle back up to the nest. Isn't that what God does for us? He swoops down and he carries us during times of burden, during times of hardship. He swoops down and says, come up with me. I will give you peace. Come up with me and I will give you what you need. Hope, faith, confidence, strength will all be renewed. Some people think of God as being so remote. You know, you look at the nighttime sky and you look at all the stars up there and you wonder, where is God in the cosmic plan out there? You look at, it, we cannot even fathom what the universe looks like. God created it from the beginning to the end. Isaiah is telling his people in verse 21, do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? We need to recall God's actions in the beginning in Genesis and the creation of everything that's been made. We need to recall God's love for us by sending his son into the world to die for our sins. <clears throat> we need to remember that God has no time. Oh, I gotta go. We are bound by the almighty clock, aren't we? We look at the clock and we anticipate things and we want things to be done at such a time. 
I'm leaving now and I'll be there in 20 minutes and I show up a half hour late. Time for us is so important, but yet for God, He can take those clocks and throw them out. Because God does have no time. There is no time. God is not going to be held accountable to any clock. We want things done in our timeline, don't we? We want it done now. No, it doesn't work that way. That's why our patience is being tested, isn't it? You're standing in line in the store waiting for the checkout counter. Are we ever going to get up to the checkout counter? And your, your patience is about this thick. And you're just impatient. I got to go now. I don't have time to stand in line. Well, get used to it. And be patient. And maybe, remember last week we talked about revelation and about our testimony? What we're supposed to do for a testimony to believe about other people, about our faith? Talk to somebody in line. Say, hey, how are you doing today? And then always conclude with God bless you. Be a testimony to other people. God will give strength to the weary. He will give strength to each one of us. Remember, ask. Matthew 7, classic verse. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks will find. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. It comes down to prayer. It comes down to communicating with God. See, God gives power to the weak. The word power is related to the Hebrew word for bone. Our bones hold us together. So the image is one of durability and stability. This God gives us. If we trust ourselves, we will faint and we will fall. When we hope in the Lord and when we ask and seek and knock and God is there for us, he will renew our strength. And renew means exchanging. It's taking off the old clothes and putting on new. Everything becomes new. I was searching in our house to talk to my wife last night. Said, Do we have any uh, tapestry around? I was trying to look for something for an image. We don't have anything like that. Basically what it is, is on the back side of it, everything is a disorganized mess, isn't it? Strings all over the place. It just looks horrible. But then you turn it around and you see the beautiful picture of what was created. You see, God doesn't look on the back side of us. He looks in the front side. He sees a beautiful person in each one of us. He sees that wonderful creation that he made for us. 
And that faith reassures us that God is up to something good. Each one of us here is a special child of God. Isaiah calls on us to hope in the Lord. Hope is holding out our hand in the dark. Hope is our starting line in the race of life. And God will raise us up on the wings of an eagle. He says in Isaiah 40, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall be exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. As I'm reading that verse, I'm thinking, oh, I could use some of that. I, I, I run up one flight of stairs and I'm, I'm exhausted. But the day's going to come when we can run 30 flights of steps and not, be, not breathe heavy at all. That day is coming. In the Lord of the Rings, there's giant eagles that come to the rescue of Frodo and Sam and Mount Doom. And it seems as though they had reached the end of all things. The eagles come and carry the two hobbits to safety. It's like with us. God will carry us to safety. Now there's times, yeah, we find ourselves in a rat race, wondering if we'll survive, wonder what's going to happen next. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ben-Hur, but there's a classic race that was filmed in 1959. It's the famous chariot race that they are about to create. There's no CGI or any special effects or anything like that. They are actually going to create this race. All of this was done for real. And because actors could be injured, they had a medical aid station that was set up nearby. The only injuries, however, were sunburns and minor cuts. That scene of the race took two weeks to film. And it was on the largest movie set ever constructed, some 18 acres. There were 15,000 extras there, 18 chariots and 78 white horses. Charlton Heston had a month to learn how to drive a chariot properly. After a few weeks of practice, he worried about the scene. He confided in the stunt coordinator, Cliff Lyons. He says, I can drive the chariot, but I'm not sure I can win. Lyons smiled and replied, Chuck, you just make sure you stay in the chariot, and I'll make sure you win the race. See, Charlton Heston had a mistake of thinking that he had to actually win the race on his own power and skill. He had forgotten. The outcome had already been decided. It was in the script. Heston could not lose. We cannot lose either. And that's what God is assuring us in Isaiah 40. 
We can't lose because the script has already been written. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all there. Through Jesus Christ, the script has been played out and is completed. We might be anxious about the future or our ability to handle thorny challenges. But to the weary, God says, we will walk and not be faint. When we feel as though we're going to stumble or fall, God steps in to revive us. When our lives are shaped by prayer and by the word of God, nothing can defeat us. Again, when there's challenges, when there are issues in our lives, this is all the more time that we need to go to God. But also remember that during the good times, we are to also praise God. I think sometimes we forget that. We seem to run to God when, when things are challenging and, and kind of forget maybe when things are going good. Every morning when you get up, you say, Good morning, Lord. It's a wonderful day. Thank you, Lord. Give Him honor. Give Him praise every single breathing day of our lives. Our strength is daily renewed, as it says in 2 Corinthians 4.16. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Have we lost hope? Isaiah declares that there is nothing beyond God's compassion and power. We are beloved people of God. We can't dictate how God will transform our circumstances. As Jesus told his disciples, however, in John 14, 19, because I live, you also will live. These are promises from God. This is awesome. And I want to finish up with Psalm 143 because this puts everything into perspective. This puts who we are into perspective with God's life, with God's love, with God's compassion, how it comes down to us. Psalm 143 says, Answer me now, Lord. I have lost all hope. Remind me each morning of your constant love, for I put my trust in you. Remember, our trust belongs to God. We should not trust ourselves. We should not trust of our abilities, but put the trust upon God, and all these things will be given unto you. God loves each one of you here today, every single day. Give him honor and praise and glory, for we put our trust in God Almighty. Amen. May the grace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.